Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and sometimes I like peeping and creeping. Who are you, friend? <laughs> oh, oh, that was a way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger and kind of a professional voyeur, I guess. <laughs> Oh, interesting. That's like my job now. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, I actually was going to ask you this. Like, semantically, do you think watching porn counts as voyeurism? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's inherently voyeuristic. It, I think that's... Yeah, I, I think it's the definition of voyeurism. Well, it's interesting because, like, I think it depends on what you get out of voyeurism or, like, what your, you know, desire is to achieve there because, like, there's no element of... Like, the people in the scene don't know the ways in which you're watching them specifically, necessarily. True. Like, they, they, they've made porn knowing that people are going to watch it, presumably. But um, there's not the element of, like, some kind of interaction or connection between viewer and performer that there is in, like, a real-life voyeurism scene where both people are physically there or both people are, are at least doing stuff in real time. So, it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's, like degrees and types of voyeurism in the same way there can be like degrees and types of spanking where like Mm -hmm. it's all spanking and like over the knee spanking it someone who's exclusively into otk might be like oh but like being on a saint andrew's cross isn't spanking but like it is (laughs) (laughs) it's just not that like specific niche kind that is your jam Mm mm-hmm I also think, like, when I watch porn, I don't think of it as a voyeuristic act because the fact that I am watching it is not the thing that's turning me on about it. Like, what's turning me Mm. on is, like, what's happening in the scene or, like, imagining myself in the scene. Um, So it's not the actual looking at it or or being privy to it that is the hot thing for me. But I can see how that would be different for other people. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing a show about voyeurism. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to try to come up with a definition of voyeurism for folks? enjoying sexual pleasure from watching people in sexual situations mm-hmm. that makes Question sense mark. i also think um you could potentially be voyeuristic about watching people in non-sexual situations um yeah i know certain voyeurs Ooh, who get off on watching people like in the bathroom like uh taking a shower or stuff like that where maybe the fantasy is that they don't know you're watching them or the fantasy is just like they're in a private moment or a moment that is usually private and you get to look at it yeah and obviously there's like stuff around consent with that which i'm sure we'll get into just with voyeurism in general Mm -hmm. um but i do like the idea of i mean this is just i like fetishists in general but i love (laughs) the idea of like getting off on non-sexual things it just brings Mm. me so much joy (laughs) Yep, yep. I stayed in a hotel with my boyfriend earlier this year where there was this weird window that looked in from the minibar area into the bathroom uh, for no reason. Like, that's a very weird place to put a window. So he was Exactly. He was was making us cocktails at one point, and I went in to use the bathroom, and I realized that he could see me, and I was, like, really uncomfortable and told him not to look, which, like, we had only been dating for a couple months at that point, so I think I probably would be more comfortable with it now, especially now that we've done, like, water sports and stuff, but... um, (laughs) 
But yeah, it was like a, a weird sensation because like I definitely felt that as a sexualized sight, um, which is why I was sort of uncomfortable with it because I didn't feel like we were there yet. Um, and uh, maybe that's just because I'm a fucking perv. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we sexualize a lot of things, but like... No, I think that's a really big thing. A lot of water sports is just, especially water sports for folks with vulvas, I feel like, is just mm -hmm. that, like, voyeuristic thing to it. Yeah, it's true. I, it's hard sometimes when you try a new kink to pick apart, like, all the different reasons it's hot, because there's, like, so much happening at once. But I do think, like, a large part of it for me is the sense of, like, the vulnerability of sharing this thing that is usually private with a yeah. with another person, which, like, for many of us is something we haven't done since we were like little, little kids. So yeah, there maybe was an element of like exhibitionism or voyeurism to that encounter. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Let, let's talk about consent though, since you brought it up. And I do think it's important because I feel like there are some kinks that just have reputations as being non-consensual, which is not necessarily fair. And exhibitionism and voyeurism are definitely some of those. So how would you go about negotiating consent in a scene that was going to involve an element of voyeurism? Well, I mean, so I've actually done this. Like, I've had negotiations like this. Um, mm -hmm. And recently I was, like, I negotiated because I was playing with this one person and someone else happened to be in the room. And, like, mm -hmm. I had negotiated my whole scene with that one person. And the other person was like, all right, well, like, what level of voyeurism are you comfortable with? Like, can I stay here or whatever? And we, like, kind of looked to each other and we were like, yeah, you know, it was, that's fine. And it was, and it was like, all right, like, how do you feel about me, like, jerking off or doing anything like that while you're playing? And, he, and we, like, again, kind of looked at each other and we were like, yeah, that's fine, whatever, have fun. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of, you want to discuss, like, A, just looking at all, um, mm -hmm. but any sort of expressions of that. And the one thing I would add to that is, like, how do you feel about like verbal involvement or anything along those lines like do you want to mm. be reminded i'm here because during that scene we fully forgot that other person was in the room like <laughs> yeah. like every once in a while we would look up and be like oh yeah hey how's it going great <laughs> um which was fine because i was there to play with that person and like the other person's great and i've played with them also but at the moment that's not what we were doing but i can see in other scenes if I'm getting off on the fact that I'm being watched and that's like part of the scene for me, wanting to hear the other person say things or even just like hear them moan while jerking off or whatever to like kind of keep me looped in that, oh, right, someone else is watching and enjoying this. Right. A, a phrase that I've often heard in the kink community is voyeurism is participation. Yeah. Uh, which not everybody agrees with. Um, and what I take that to mean is that uh, if you are going to be a voyeur, you should be aware that there may be an element of participation um, expected of you or hoped of you, as you just said, like some element of like reacting to and responding to what's what's happening. Or there may not be. Like there are people who just enjoy voyeurism with no um, verbal element. But also like in terms of voyeurism as participation, I also take that to mean that you do need like a consent for that type of act um yeah. and it gets a little murky when you get into situations like sex clubs where like everybody is kind of watching and performing all the time and um it's hard to know what the expectations are and some clubs publish their expectations about stuff like that like specifically and explicitly on their websites or that kind of thing but 
in some places it's a little more uh, hard to tell what the protocol is. So I usually kind of like if I'm far enough away that I'm not going to be disruptive to their scene at all and they can like move freely all around their whole space without encountering me then I kind of usually feel okay about it as long as like there's other people watching and it's in an area where other people can reasonably be expected to watch but as soon as I get close enough that I am like sort of within their personal space to any extent um or that they might be almost touching me while they're doing the scene like that's when I like to ask permission if it's okay for me to sit there and watch um and I'm not the type of person or the type of boyer who would typically want to do more than that. But yeah, if, if you do, then you should. Like, I uh, I one time was doing, like, an impact scene at a sex club with a friend of mine. And this dude came up and, like, sat on the spanking bench we were on and oh. started jerking off. And we had oh. not agreed to that. But there was, like, this weird element of, like, he seemed to know the club protocol better than we did. So we didn't really feel like we could call him out. But in retrospect, I wish that we had because... That's not right. It doesn't really matter where you are. Like, ask permission for shit like that. Yeah, no, they're, like, explicitly in your space. I know a lot of clubs that have um, either mats that the furniture is on or, like, taped lines around it, whereas Mm -hmm. um, you can be a voyeur from outside of those lines, and that's, like, reasonably expected in the club, because I think there is a level of consent that if you're going to a club like that, you are consenting to be watched to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll have these lines and they say, if you're getting within those lines, you're in their scene and you need to have conversations and negotiate. Um, mm-hmm. and that said, like, I do want to point out that if you see a scene and they're in the middle of the scene and you want to watch, that is not the time to go ask for consent <laughs> because you are forcing yourself into their scene at that point, And that is not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like read the room before just barging in and being like, actually, can I watch and make this about me? <laughs> yep, not great. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy voyeurism? Because I know you're an exhibitionist, but do you have a side of you that is more voyeuristic? <sighs> yes, and. Um, <laughs> I, like, my voyeurism comes more from a place of interest than it does from a place of, like, horniness. Um, (laughs) In that, like, I find it fascinating to see other people's experiences of sex. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will get that, like, when I watch someone doing something that I enjoy, I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. Like, I want to do that. Um, But it's not... I enjoy watching it in the same way I enjoy watching Marvel movies. Like, <laughs> so a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's fun and entertaining, and the people are hot, and like it's great. But I think, I think a big piece of voyeurism is that taboo, too. Mm. And yeah. it's not taboo to me. I spend a lot of times in sexual spaces, mm-hmm. so. I see people fucking a lot, and like I joked earlier, my day job is literally, I I curate videos for Make Love Not Porn, so I s- watch every video that goes up on the site, so I will spend, like, you know, an hour or two a day watching people have sex. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I'm just like, alright, this, this is great, this is fascinating, I like, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, it doesn't hit me in the way, like, a lot of my kinks do. Yeah, same. Um, I think that 
to the extent that I've enjoyed being a voyeur in the past, it has been more just like my body responding as if I was watching porn. And it wasn't like the actual act of me looking uh, that was turning me on. But I'm kind of interested in exploring that further. I was at a play party recently with a friend and we we decided like not to really participate because we didn't really know anybody there. But we were just watching a whole bunch of scenes and there was this really great one happening like right in front of us that was like DS and impact play and bondage and like forced orgasm stuff. And I was watching it kind of like it was a TV show. Like I was just like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. And then when I got up, I had that thing that happens to many people with vaginas where I like suddenly noticed like a rush of liquid. And I was like, oh, I guess I got turned on watching that. Like I wasn't like (laughs) psychologically aware of getting turned on really. Like I knew I was enjoying it. But um, yeah, it's very weird how sometimes our bodies and brains are not in sync in that way. Yeah, I've definitely had that experience too where I'm just like, oh, (laughs) all right. I guess my body saw that and was like, yes, some of that, please. (laughs) I would like some of that. Yeah, but it made me wonder whether that is kind of a thing for me, the voyeur thing, because um, I've I've kind of done that before. I like play parties and sex clubs and stuff, but this was sort of, me and my friend were very, very like front row center for this particular scene. And there was this element of like, oh, I should stay still and try to be quiet so I don't disrupt their scene, which maybe gave me like Mm. a little bit of like bondagey feelings which I'm into. Um, and yeah, I was just very like transfixed. And I remember thinking like, I, I'm a little bit switchy. I'm mostly subby, but I do like to switch on occasion. And I remember like really relating to both of the people in these scenes, like depending on what was going on, I was like, oh, that's hot to like slap someone or control someone like that. Or like, that's hot to be tied up like that. So I was really responding to both sides of it. And it was very good. Yeah, that sounds, ugh, that sounds so good. <laughs> so... I find one of the things I really like about voyeurism is how it helps with my anxiety. I'm wondering if you find it like psychologically calming or something to just have to watch someone and to not really have to do much. That's interesting. Like, you know, I've never really thought about it, but that does make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do enjoy that in just, like, a social aspect. I do enjoy sitting back and, like, watching the group interact and not being responsible for, like, engaging. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And being able to, like, kind of introvert in a crowd. Yeah. Um, And I do, like... I'll even do that. I love going to concerts alone because I'm in this, like, sea of people but no mm. one wants to talk to me. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> so I can see that. Yeah. So I can see enjoying that in a very similar way in kink spaces, mm-hmm. um, in a way that's just kind of relaxing and like gets, it's just a tiny bit social, but not yeah. so much that I have to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. I do that too. I like to go to the theater by myself. Yeah. I, I always have a great time. Um, but yeah, I, I think like voyeurism, a large, a large part of the reason I'm drawn to it is because of my anxiety. And like a lot of my sexual anxieties are about being looked at and about not knowing whether I'm, uh, I have the correct facial expression on or if I'm looking too much or if I'm not looking enough. Uh, I feel very like scrutinized when people are really checking out how much or how little I'm looking at them during sex. And so there is something really nice to me about the thought of like, nobody looking at me and me just being allowed to look without any reciprocation and like yeah. i've noticed this sometimes even when i like facetime with my partner 
Like, sometimes I really want him to have his camera on, but for me to turn mine off because I just really (laughs) want to look at him um, and not have to worry about how I look and how I'm presenting myself because that really can inhibit my experience of, like, enjoying the sight of someone. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, like, toppy, so he wants to see my reactions to everything, so that doesn't always work out so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. What would be some good easy ways for someone who's curious about voyeurism to try it out a little bit i mean i would start by watching some porn because you can do Mm. that totally alone like Mm -hmm. in your house and you don't have to engage with folks but like pay Mm -hmm. for it um (laughs) you do have to engage with folks long enough to pay for it yeah um or even like if you want more of an interactive thing go to a cam model and, like, mm. engage with them in a cam room. Again, especially if you expect them to talk to you, throw money at them, for the love of God, they're on the yep. clock. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, but I think doing that is a really safe way, because, you know, worst-case scenario, you spend a couple of bucks, you talk to her for a few minutes, you panic because this is the scariest thing you've ever done, and you close your laptop and you're done. Like, it all goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say start there, and then maybe work your way up to, um, you know, you can engage with a partner of yours over Skype. Or if you have a partner, um, you can ask your partner to jerk off for you and just watch each other jerking off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be really fun. And then, like, eventually work your way up to, like, going out to, like, clubs and stuff like that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Those are very good suggestions. Uh, I was just reminded of a story of voyeurism from my youth that was not supposed to be a sexy scene, but now I'm thinking about it and I need to tell the story. <laughs> um, I had a very, very close friend group when I was in high school, and one of those friends was my like long-term like friend with benefits sort of girlfriend at the time. And um, she and uh, another friend of ours were hanging out at my house, and like the two of us kind of wanted to like go fuck... Uh, and we were close enough with this other friend that we could be honest about that and just be like, yo, like, are you okay if we go upstairs and fuck? And then we started joking because my, my third friend here was a was a photographer and we were like, what if you took pictures of us while we were fucking? And then we were like talking about how weird that would be because like she hadn't seen us be sexual and like we didn't, none of us had like sexual feelings like toward each other. So it was just kind of a weird situation. So she was like, okay, well, what if I put on a blindfold and like kind of hid in the closet and just like took pictures without looking at the pictures that I'm taking. It's a very <laughs> weird thing to do. I, I don't even remember what the pictures looked like. They probably weren't very good. Wait, um, wait, we wait. Did so this happened? This. Yes, we did this. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird because it's sort of like, it's like being an exhibitionist, but with like the less, like the least possible amount of exhibitionism because <laughs> no one is actually looking at you. Did you, wait, so did you eventually see the pictures? I believe so. They were taken on my camera, as far as I recall, but I have no memory of them, which I think must mean that they were not very good. (laughs) (laughs) But it can't mean that they were terribly bad, either. Well, I feel like they were probably just, like, I think that they were probably, like, not aimed at us, or not in focus, or, you know, because how can you take pictures if you're not looking through the lens? (laughs) I mean, just follow the squelching sounds. <laughs> <laughs> My life motto. 
Anyway, okay, easy ways for someone to try voyeurism. Um, if you want to try it, like, in person with a partner, I think something fun would be to pre-negotiate a scene where you are, like, hiding in a closet or behind something or something like that while they jerk off and sort of pretend that they don't know you're there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, or put on a little show for you, whatever. Uh, the point being that, like, you're not um, being looked at and you're not being called upon to do anything other than watch them. I think that, that could be really fun, especially if your partner is into that from the exhibitionist perspective. Um, Ooh, what if... What if you did a scene... I think you'd need, like, a live-in partner or something for this, but, like... Mm-hmm. What if you negotiated something in advance that, like you would, you know, put a sock on the doorknob or a post-it on the door or whatever the fuck symbol you have mm. um, on the door to say that you were jerking off and that was consent for them to walk in. So good, yes. Right? So I that, love like, these you little, can still like, get that shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love, like, kinksters coming up with communication hacks for stuff like this and, like, shortcuts. I have a friend whose partner um, likes to be ignored during sex, so uh, he likes to basically, like, be a ghost, um, and uh, which is really interesting to me, but his, his partner uh, will, like, text him when he's on his way home and, like, let him know that they're feeling up for this particular type of scene. So they will just sort of, like, lie there while he, like, does stuff to them, and they might be, like, reading a magazine or whatever while he's fucking them. <laughs> and I love that. Like, I love anything like that where you can, you can maybe have, like, a shorthand, like a like an emoji or something that you text when you're feeling in this particular mood and you want to do this particular type of scene. (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of, like, consenting that something can happen in this situation but won't necessarily so that you can still get that, like, well, I don't know if it's going to happen or, oh, my God, what if someone catches me or what if they decide to walk in? What'll happen? Mm -hmm. Yep. I've also definitely... um, done in the past like watching someone jerk off in a situation where like it's reasonable to assume that I would be allowed to do that like maybe they're my partner and they're lying next to me in bed and they are not fully cognizant that I am awake and watching them something like that Mm -hmm. um I would say like probably pre-negotiate that uh but I've had situations like that come up and I actually really like to pretend to be asleep during sex and I didn't know at the time because I didn't know that I was kinky, but I didn't know that that was like totally made sense with a lot of my kinks. But um, I really like it because there's no expectations on me to respond at all. Uh, And also because of like intoxication DS fantasies. But so I really enjoyed like just kind of lying there and pretending to be asleep and watching my partner jerk off. And we talked about it later and we were both into it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That that sounds excellent. Yeah. If you're into group sex as well, there's a lot of opportunities for voyeurism in those situations. And I actually was so much more able to relax uh, during threesomes and stuff once I realized that voyeurism was like a perfectly valid way to spend some time during those interactions. Because I, I would always get like freaked out. Like if nobody's actively doing anything with or to me right now, like does that mean that I'm you know, the least desired person in this dynamic. And that's not what it means. Like, the, you yeah. know, action is fluid in those situations. So 
if you can like really sink into the reality that's like perfectly okay to like lean back and watch a thing and like that doesn't mean that you know people don't like you or whatever like that can be really fun i uh i've had like a lifelong fascination with blowjob porn and so the first time i got to watch someone actually give a bj to someone else in front of me it was like one of the hottest experiences of my life so yeah really so good I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been to a lot of hotel parties where I'm just in situations where, like, you know, I'm laying on a bed and I've got, like, one person in my lap with, like, their back against my chest and they're, like, getting fingered or fucked or whatever and, like, holding my mm-hmm. hand and I've got someone else on the other side of me getting spanked or whatever. And I'm just <laughs> delighted <laughs> to be, like, touching all these people, having these great experiences and just getting to watch all of it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can be there and not have to, like, be there. Yeah. (laughs) I think another thing that I really like about voyeurism is that if someone is indulging your desire to be a voyeur, there's so much, like, trust and vulnerability in that interaction. Like, I'm thinking of a former fuck buddy of mine who sent me a number of videos of him jerking off, and I know him well enough to know that this is not something he would do with just anyone. Um, And... I still treasure them and uh, <laughs> they make me really happy because they're just these very like private moments that are being shared with me and that feels like a privilege and um, it makes me feel very close to him and uh, very trusted. Yeah, I've definitely had people who like have taken longer to get comfortable sending dick pics or whatever and it's definitely mm-hmm. like when you get them you're like, oh. <laughs> You like me. (laughs) (laughs) So you've mentioned some of them sort of already, but what scenes have you done that you've enjoyed that involved you being a voyeur? Oof. (laughs) I don't know if there's any I haven't mentioned yet. I don't, I haven't done any scenes where like I was specifically a voyeur and that was like my job. Um, I would love to, I would love to, like, service bottom a scene where, like, Mm -hmm. my job is to watch and lube fairy and, like, (laughs) fetch impact implements and, like, whatever and just sit there and watch and, you know, do whatever's needed of me. (laughs) I'd have a lot of fun with that. You know what that reminds me of is uh, when I've been, like, giving a talk or something and I've had a partner there who would just magically notice when I ran out of water and go bring me water, like, almost before I could even notice that that's what was going on. And typically, like, this wasn't a person who was, like, submissive to me, but there was something about that that was, like, very kinky to me and (laughs) felt, like, magical and wonderful. (laughs) Yep, that's what I want my whole job to be. Like, I've lube ferried for play parties and stuff where I just frolic around and give people safer sex supplies. It's a fantastic job. One place actually gave me wings. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> no. Yeah, like I said, most of my experiences of voyeurism in real life have been in threesomes, and that is really fun. Um, I always do kind of get the urge to put on sunglasses or something so that <laughs> so that nobody can know when I'm looking. <laughs> because I'm just an anxious weirdo. Um, Maybe someday I will have an actual situation where I have reason to wear sunglasses while being a foyer. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just picturing you putting them on a la, like, CSI Miami. Mm -hmm. Just in between puns, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Just, like, leaning back against the headboard. (laughs) I'll be like, run out of lube? Not on my watch. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Uh, and then the other thing I've done that's voyeury is uh, a local porn company, Spit, does these occasional um, live porn shoots at a sex club where you you can actually go and be a spectator and there's a little audience while people are, are having sex and shooting porn. And it's really fun because it's fun in the same way that I find it fun to like watch a burlesque performance or something like that where kind of your purpose in being there is to like cheer for them and hype them up and make them feel really like accepted and attractive and stuff. And so that's fun in and of itself. I really like being a good audience member. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is fun. I would say also like when I go to camp, it's basically a weekend long voyeuristic scene. Like Mm -hmm. there's just stuff happening everywhere. And it took me a little while to pinpoint how like draining that is. To mm-hmm. just be in that space and constantly, constantly a voyeur. Um, I love it because I see all kinds of things that I never would have like thought of or seen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get so many ideas, but <laughs> it is exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> My partner and I were just watching a series of Kink Academy videos the other night about urethral sounding, and it the series was filmed at Dark Odyssey summer camp, like in the Mm. middle of a field somewhere. And so at the start of every video, the person doing it would just say like, we're at summer camp. There's people like having fun far away. So if you hear sounds, like just know that they're enjoying themselves and it's consensual. Because some of the noises were like blood curdling screams. (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've heard uh, there is there has been some noises at camp. Mm-hmm. This year, my tent was right next to the dungeon, which was the best and worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it again next year. Because I could just lay in bed reading and listening to the sounds of everyone's scenes. It was weirdly tender. <laughs> really enjoyed it. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. I've had a number of different situations at sex clubs where there could have been exhibitionism and voyeurism, and I did not want it because the thing thing about i have one particular fuck buddy who like will only fuck me at a a sex club like i've tried to get him to come out to my place but it's like too far for him and he just it's annoying but like i'll deal with it on occasion whatever so we always end up fucking at the sex club which like there's tons of other people there and like some of them want to participate in our scenes and i actually really appreciate that like i've told him I'm generally not down to do stuff with strangers, even just, like, watching each other. And so, like, last time we were fucking, this couple came up to us and asked if they could, like, fuck next to us and watch us. And he was like, um, actually, no. Like, we're not really in that kind of mood tonight. Would you mind, like, moving into that other room? And it was it was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and I was glad that they asked, too. Because sometimes people don't ask. And, like, I can have sex with another like, bunch of strangers is, like, right next to me, but it's not my favorite thing, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good of them to ask. hmm I have a very clear memory of um, a, a partner of mine who I liked to get very, very high with. Like, he was a big stoner, and I was also a big... St- I mean, I am a big stoner. <laughs> but, but so sometimes we would just be sitting on the couch and very high, and it would be that type of high where, like, could move if you really needed to but um you don't really want to 
And so yeah. we would get turned on, which like happens for me very easily with weed, but we wouldn't necessarily have the energy or the wherewithal to like actually fuck each other. So we would just kind of like sit on the couch and like very lazily, slowly jerk off. And I was like watching him, but I didn't have any of my usual anxieties about being seen watching people because I was so high. It, <laughs> everything felt surreal. And that was actually very, very pleasant. I, I felt in some ways like I was just like spying on him while he was having a private moment, which is sometimes what you want from that type of scene. Yeah, that sounds delightful. So we talked about scenes you've done. You mentioned a scene that you want to do, but what other types of voyeuristic scenes would you like to do? I like the idea of getting caught watching and mm-hmm. punished. Hmm. Like, I'd be down for that. Like, getting cast as, like, the perv or whatever who's, like, you know, the pervy younger brother who's creeping or something along those lines. I'd mm-hmm. be down for that. Um, and, oh, like, like... <laughs> That, like, after-school special cliche of having, like, the hole in the wall into the girls' locker room. Like, that <laughs> shit. And then getting yeah. caught. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> bullied by all the pretty girls. I'd be down for that. That's... I should make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. What else would I do? I And I like the idea of, like, being forced to watch because I just have to be there to do things for these people. Like, I'm not I'm not good enough or important enough to be, like, involved, but I can <laughs> attend and, like, yeah. get them what they need. <laughs> Where yeah. I serve to just kind of be there as, like, a tool or an extension of the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, really objectifying and human furniture type stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd be down for that, too. There's a scene in Laura Antonio's... Uh, the marketplace where uh two of the submissives are putting on a show for the masters and then the masters are also simultaneously being sexually serviced by two of the other submissives uh kind of like doing their masturbation for them with their mouths or whatever and i when i read that scene i had feelings about being every single person in that situation (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my god yeah yes (laughs) yeah uh, as for what I want to do voyeuristically, uh, first of all, I just want to watch more boys jerk off. Um, yeah. I think, Always. like, I've known a lot of cis men who seem to think that, like, the way that they jerk off is, like, ugly or, like, not attractive or not desirable. And I get that because, like, I'm not attracted to myself, so I find it really hard to imagine why someone would want to watch me jerk off. But, um, I think, like, with the right amount of reassurance, like, you can make someone feel very sexy um, to, yeah. to put on a show for you in that way. Um, another thing that I'd really like to do, I was recently offered a sex doll, like, a, a sex doll company <laughs> just, like, reached out to me and was like, we ordered all these dolls for a movie shoot that didn't end up happening, so now we just have them. Do you want one? And I was like, fuck yes, of course I do. <laughs> uh, these things cost, like, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Yes, I want a creepy sex doll in my apartment. <laughs> and um, so then I was starting to think about, like, what what do you do with a sex doll? Because I don't have a dick, and I wouldn't fuck it with a strap-on. Like, I'm not really sure what I would do with it. And I think what would actually be really fun for me is if I was tied up or strapped down on a chair in the corner and then I just had to watch my partner fuck a sex doll in front of me. Mm. Uh, that is, like, 
extremely my jam, especially like also if he was specifically doing stuff to the sex doll that he knew I like um, so that I could kind of like watch that and see that from that perspective and also have that kind of like teasing aspect of like it's not happening to me. Yeah. (sighs) Very, very, very nice. (laughs) What if you had to watch someone to learn better how to fuck them? And then mm. had, like, a test after or whatever. Yes, you know my kink brain very well, friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, like, being strapped on while they go through, like, a, a monologue about, like, and then you do this, and then I want you to do this, and then they're just mm-hmm. demonstrating it all with a sex doll. Fuck yes, that's extremely good. <laughs> uh-huh. Or, or like, even, if- even just, like... I was gonna say, say even thing? just watching them where, like, they didn't they weren't acknowledging you. They were just, like, jerking off or doing something else or whatever, and you were taking, like, some nature documentary shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, like, one of the things I've enjoyed about, like, when partners send me videos of them jerking off or whatever, I do really like to pay attention to the specific, like, minute motions of their hand or whatever and try Mm -hmm. to figure out how to replicate that later on them because I'm a servicey good girl and I'm kind of like, well, what is the point of them sending me this video if I'm not going to fucking study it and learn from it, you know? (laughs) relatable yeah (laughs) it is so good though it's like a you know we often tell people as sex educators and sex coaches and whatever that if you want to learn how to get someone off you should try to like have them jerk off in front of you and I always felt really uncomfortable about that suggestion because uh that just felt like a lot of pressure to perform or to watch well enough and i think Mm -hmm. if you infuse a little bit of like kink or ds or whatever into it that can make it a lot more fun like you're being forced to watch this person or um you are being allowed to watch this person like it can it can take the pressure off and and make it more interesting yeah we're both just like that though (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you put kink on top of anything and we're like suddenly it's just so much more accessible (laughs) I really wish I had known this when I was younger, though, because there were so many things that I was like, this is boring. I don't like this. I don't know why everybody talks about this as if it's the best thing. And then as soon as you add kink to it, I'm like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, I'm kinky. <laughs> I... Like, I always I always would hate, like, sex scenes where people were, like, whispering I love you to each other and shit. Ugh. And then the other day, my partner was, like, doing really intense impact to me over the phone. And... I, like, said I love you in just, like, a moment of subspaciness, and he was like, yeah, I love hitting you hard enough until you get all subspace and you tell me you love me. It's so fucking romantic. And I was like, oh my god, I'm into lovemaking now. Weird. <laughs> Weird. What's happening? <laughs> okay, a, a couple of listener questions. Someone had asked about doing voyeurism in public, uh, and we have been talking about, like, more explicitly sexual public settings like a sex club or a play party or whatever but like are there ways to do voyeurism just like in regular public places i don't understand the question tell me more (laughs) okay so i actually when i read this question i immediately thought of this story from the the like fin dom episode of why are people into that where Mm -hmm. laura lightly talks about leaving like an obscenely large tip for a waiter and then going outside and standing by the window and watching the waiter get the tip and and like she was kind of getting enjoyment from that reaction but so i'm thinking like a fun way potentially to play with voyeurism in public could be like 
maybe you're at a restaurant and you can get into a situation where like your partner can spread their legs just enough that you can see up their dress or whatever, but like nobody else can see it or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Or like pulling down their shirt a little bit so no one else can see it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think once you involve like watching other people do stuff, even Mm -hmm. if it's not explicitly sexual, that gets a little like, mm, yeah, a little close, a little gray area on the consent. Yeah, Um, totally. That said, I also really enjoy people's reactions when I do servicey things for them or when I throw money Mm -hmm. at them or whatever. Um, And I felt like complicated ways around that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, like, I don't know, I think the fact that, like, it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside is Mm -hmm. not a reason to not do nice things for people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, and I think, like, warm, fuzzy feelings is very different than, like, going and jerking off to it in the bathroom immediately after. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. But, like, I think just, like, feeling good is just kind of a natural way to feel when you do nice things. Yeah, totally. Uh, I I think that there are also, like, fun ways to play with an actual partner of yours in, like, voyeuristic settings in public. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, like, a long-standing fantasy about wanting to role-play with an established partner that we don't know each other, that either we're strangers or we're on a first date or something like that. So that maybe you walk into the room, like, at different times and you meet up at, like, a bar or a cafe or something. And I think, like, for me, there is an element of voyeurism to that because I think I would be sort of, like, viewing my partner through these different eyes in a way and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing, like, how are other people in this room reacting to them and, like, how, like, they've, they've attired themselves as if this was a first date and, like, kind of seeing, like that effort that went into that. And I think that that's really interesting. I also know some people like to play games where, like, you watch your partner flirt with someone else or like mm-hmm. uh, like dance with someone else at a club or whatever. And there's that kind of like, not necessarily like a, cu- a cuckolding type of fantasy, but there is something like some kind of sexual tension in that interaction that can be exciting for some people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Another listener question. Can two voyeurs have fun together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we were talking about earlier, watch each other jerk off or like, take turns mm-hmm. watching each other mm-hmm. um i think you can definitely and you can even watch other people together like watch yeah. porn together or go to sex clubs together or whatever that looks like I, there are tons of ways you can play together mm-hmm. a fun thing that i've done in the past which is actually super weird is watch a, a video of me having sex with a partner with that partner. <laughs> Oof, I, love I guess you. it's not that weird. Yeah, but it, I love it is, stuff like that. It's a strange interaction psychologically because you have that like voyeuristic glee of watching sex take place, but then it's also like your own sex, and you're like watching this person who you like to fuck having sex, but then they're also right next to you. It's just, like, it was very, like, much more psychologically overwhelming than I was even expecting it to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds Because then I, hot, like, though. I very much wanted to fuck that person after we did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, yes, I can see that. 
Yep. And then it was, it's cool too because like it was actually a blowjob scene and I got to hear him like describing like, oh, I like when you do that or like that looks really hot when you do that. So he was kind of like live reacting to my BJ in a way that he wouldn't do if I was actually giving him a BJ at that moment with this kind yeah. of running commentary. And that was actually like really helpful for me when I was like blowing him again later. <laughs> I I know this human and I'm mm-hmm. picturing him doing a running commentary like a sports commentary. Yep. <laughs> In his goofy voices. Batter up. <laughs> yeah, I have a type. The type is goofy voices. <laughs> it really is. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Dildorks. Sorry you couldn't watch us. <laughs> we really, this should have been a live one. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. We're so disorganized. <laughs> Shit. It's fine. Just imagine that you were watching us and we were doing hot things the whole time. I don't quick, know. Quick, like, quick, quick, take a selfie and put it on Twitter and make some voyeur pun about this episode. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I don't look great right now. <laughs> I, I don't know where my phone is, otherwise I'd do it. Okay, I did it. Whatever, it's fine. Great. Okay, and um, now, now that they're in the future, they can look back and see that it happened in the past. Uh, okay, cool. Wimey, wimey. Um, <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. How, how I, are you the one making the Doctor Who reference? I, I've absorbed that one via osmosis. There are too many Doctor Who people in my life. This has gone off the rails. I've never seen one episode of that show. It doesn't even matter. Okay. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Also, if you're in Toronto this weekend, please, please, I'm teaching a workshop called Sex Writing 101 as part of the Naked Heart Festival. And it is going to be really fun. If you're interested in learning how to write about your sex life, um, and you want to do like personal narrative, like nonfiction type of writing, the type of stuff that I do, uh, I'm going to go through like a lot of the basics and a lot of the one-on-one level considerations about that. It's going to yep. be so good. Thanks. That is happening on Sunday, November 11th from 5.15 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at 562 Church Street. You can find all the info about that at nakedheart.ca. It's going to be $5 at the door, or it's free if you have a Naked Heart Festival Pass. So please come out. I would love to see you there. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. You can find all the information about my workshops at bextalksex.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together with the Dildorks, you can find us at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram, or by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. While you're there, rate and review us. It'll make us easier to find for other folks. If you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash the Dildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way. Helps us keep doing what we're doing. I want to shout out some of our newer patrons. Amy, Dave, Brandon, TJ, Ruta, Rob, and two fellow sex bloggers whose blogs you should check out, Betty Butch and Quinn from On Queer Street. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it, and it helps a lot. Woohoo! Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song, I Want You in My Bedroom. It's on his album Chip Funk, which you can find at protodome.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Amy, who did our logo for us. She is at starboots underscore on Twitter. And thank you to you for listening. 
and watching? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be creepy if I found out at this point that you'd been watching all this time. Oh, that's distressing. <laughs> Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. I'm recording now, and look at those lines. Bam. Good looking lines. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how stuffy and gross I feel until we started doing this. I feel like that's always how we sound when we record in the morning. <laughs> it's just like yeah. we always sound gross and weird. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to go blow my nose fun. one more time. <laughs> just like fresh start, you know, for the podcast. See if I can make it. Sorry, hang on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I like to think before I talk about consent. It's an yeah. interesting practice that some <laughs> should explore. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Subtweeted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait, I wasn't thinking. I was too busy being salty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so good. And then sometimes he would make us snacks after and we would watch oh, horror movies. And I love it so much. <sighs> yeah. But then we had a terrible breakup, so. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's true. how these things go. Yeah. All right. So we yeah, talked about p- scenes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that person was the worst, but that sounds so nice. It was really nice. There were parts of that relationship that were very nice. <laughs> Remember when he messaged me a year after we broke up to apologize and I thought about fucking him again? <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> I think you were the one who convinced me not to, but I I'm proud of past me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a good call on his part. Yeah, it was. You know, sometimes you're attracted more to one person than the other. This is mean. I'm going to cut all of this. <laughs> good good plan. Good plan. <laughs> Very true though. Yeah. Um like, you're my best friend, but I don't necessarily want to watch you get fucked. Like, I would. I'd be happy for you, but it's like, you know. Yeah, anyway. that's what I was going to say. I was like, we're fully, like, fully talking about our threesomes. Yeah.